0: Following interview, Allison Chaykin and I tag-team interview Chase Douglas from Canonical about his work with gestures and multi-touch. I had to go back and re-record Allison's comments because her connection to the Mumble server was bad. Uh, this was a collection of firsts for me. First time using Mumble, first time talking to Allison, and first time doing an interview that wasn't in person. Hope you enjoy it. Hey, all, this is like my eighth podcast for Hacker Public Radio. Uh, This is Marcos. I'm here with Chase Douglas from Canonical, who works on uh, gestures stuff, and Allison Chaikin, who is very active in the community that I've discovered kind of lately. So, um, we're Allison and I are tag team interviewing Chase. So, uh, yeah, we'll see over mumble. So, let's see how this goes. so Chase, you work for Canonical on gestures, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you're working on, kind of give an introduction?
1: Yeah, sure. So I, uh, as you said, I work at Canonical, uh, primarily on Ubuntu, anything related to multi-touch and gestures. So I started on this project about um, a year and a half ago now, uh, in the summer of 2010 and uh, the goal was to create a framework for providing multi-touch gestures to uh, applications, uh, window managers such as Unity and everything has basically fallen uh, from there basically. Um, So that has uh, sprawled out into upstream uh, X input multi-touch integration uh, and support um, to a bunch of tooling and then into a gesture recognition system uh, and we're also currently looking into uh, adding support to applications like um, Events uh, which is a, a GTK based PDF viewer and I have GNOME, which is a GTK based image viewer um, and various applications um, One of the things that we're working on right now is actually getting uh, touch support and gesture support into Chromium. So uh, hopefully we get that in for uh, Ubuntu twelve oh four.
0: So so the app support stuff that's all been very application specific. Like uh, you're working with the Google people to get that into Chrome.
1: Well, I will say we just started on the on Chromium, I mean, we we basically checked out the source code and I have dove into it. Uh, we haven't actually uh, written it yet. Um, but uh, chromium is an open source project and uh, my understanding is that you develop patches and you um, you submit them on the chromium.org site what I found was interesting was uh, about two months ago in September uh, someone at Intel had written had extended chromium for the prototype X input multi-touch support that we have in Ubuntu so I uh, we're just now trying to build that and test it uh, because checking Chromium out alone takes about an hour on a fast connection, and then building it takes forever and four gigs of RAM. Um, so just getting that uh, running and, and built is a challenge in and of itself. Uh, so we're, we're close to being able to testing that and see, uh, see how well it works. We're kind of excited. Okay, to back up some, um, can you talk a little bit
2: about what next input is? How in
0: general works in Linux. Allison asked chase back up for a moment can you talk a little bit about what X input is and how X in general works in Linux
1: yeah sure so X is the uh, the Windows server that is generally used as the basis for most uh, graphical uh, applications and user interfaces on uh, Linux distributions and uh, it's, it's been around for like 24 years now, so it's, it's in a sense it's an ancient technology that has been uh, essentially rewritten many times over the years. Um, so with X input, it's uh, what's called an extension to X, um, in the way back, way beginning of time, X only had the concept of one keyboard and one mouse. And over time, there have been extensions to the input protocol for X so that it could support multiple mice, so that you could have a USB mouse and your track point and your trackpad, and they all would work. Um, believe it or not, uh, you know, 10, 15 years ago, that just was not possible. Um, so then, beyond that, we are now into the second revision of the input extension. Uh, and we're trying to add multi-touch capabilities into that so that uh, an application can see that, you know, if you touch with three fingers in its window, it sees three different streams of events.
2: Is that the main way in which touch is different from multi-touch?
1: Yeah, it's, um, well, so that then gets filtered through the toolkits Uh, So, you know, you have a a higher level of abstraction uh, to make things easier, but that's the fundamental basis of how uh, multi-touch will work on Linux and then how we are building our gesture stack on top of that. Uh, Originally, our gesture stack was integrated directly into the X server uh, we were trying to get something going uh, you know a hackish prototype in a sense and Now that we have developed a, a protocol for multi-touch and now we're uh, Peter Hutter uh, And I uh, are working to implement that upstream and now we also have a, our stack working on top of that as well So everything that's kind of the, the foundation of everything that we're doing
2: and these
0: cases that you're thinking about in development. Allison asked, do you have any particular target hardware that you were thinking about during its development?
1: Yeah, so three classes of hardware to keep in mind. There's uh, touch screens, uh, which are also called direct touch devices, because where you touch on the screen is where the events go. There's track pads, uh, or indirect devices. Um, the touch events that you create by touching on a trackpad, go to wherever the cursor is on screen. And then there's a, a third type, uh, which we've been calling independent. And so that uh, an example of that is a, a mouse that has a touch surface on top of it. So the, uh, the difference between a mouse with a touch surface and a trackpad is that when you have one touch on the trackpad, that will move your cursor around, whereas a mouse, you physically move the mouse and then the Uh, The touches on top are like auxiliary information for so that you can scroll uh, using uh, one finger swipes, for example. So we have three devices, uh, device types. Um, The hardware that we generally have been using uh, for our own development purposes for trackpads. They have been um, the Apple Magic Trackpad and Synaptics. Uh, trackpads. the The uh, Apple Magic Trackpad is um, the by far the best trackpad on, available on the market. Uh, it gives you up to ten or eleven touches simultaneously. You can have fun getting that on there because uh, it's only about um, five inches by four inches square. So, like I don't know, all ten fingers plus a nose, maybe <laughs> you can get on there. Uh, um, Touchscreens. We have uh, a lot of laptops ship with. Uh, Ntrig touchscreens and um, beyond uh, Ntrig we're also looking into we have some community members who have put Ubuntu on various Android tablets like the Galaxy Tab or the Asus Transformer. Uh, So we have uh, people who are using touchscreens there. and the independent devices, the the one that we know of that works is the the magic mouse, but we don't actually have support yet in any of our stack uh, for for that type of product yet.
0: Hey Chase, on the the framework for all of those different types, is it pretty much a shared framework or do you have to have different underlying, is it pretty different underneath to support all those those three different types?
1: It's the same framework Uh, it'll all be using the X input multi-touch uh, foundation, uh, and then the, the multi-touch uh, protocol for X, it, uh, it extends the devices, the information that you can get about devices, so that you can tell what type it is. Uh, and then you can do your, you know, your gesture recognition, your work on top of that, uh, based on how those devices uh, function. So it's all, it all works uh, similar. Uh, the differences you might see, uh, for example, is if you're using the Qt toolkit, which we actually have multi touch support working in Ubuntu, uh, you can fire up an application they have. It's a, it's a demo example called Finger Paint. And if you fire up the Finger Paint application, you get this white canvas, and you start painting on a touch screen, all of your touches go to wherever you know, you're touching physically on the screen. On a trackpad, for example, the way it works is it doesn't do anything until you put at least two touches down. Because when you have one touch down, you're moving the cursor. Once you start putting two touches down, uh, it starts to draw. It, it virtually separates the fingers based on how far apart they are on the trackpad, but it draws them at the location of the mouse. So there are these uh, intricacies of, of you know the how what type of device it is. Uh, you know, ensures that you are using it in a certain way but in terms of the plumbing layer the foundation it's all it's all the same.
0: So um, let's see if you do like a three-finger touch and it goes across so on the screen it goes across like two different applications that's all done in the the, the gesture stack?
1: So it's actually done in the X server uh, what happens if you drag like on a touchscreen if you drag three touches across a window those touches are, are the technical term is implicitly grabbed by that window. So that means that even if you pull those touches, you drag them outside of the window, that window is still the only one receiving events until you lift those touches up. Um, this is the historical design of X and um, theoretically, if you, if you think about it a bit, it's kind of how you want it to work anyways. Um, you can extrapolate from the idea of uh, if you take a mouse and you are you, you hold down the, the left mouse button and you start highlighting text, if you leave the window, you want to continue highlighting the text. Maybe you left the window erroneously. Maybe it's just easier for you to drag and scroll down the screen outside of that window so you're not hi- hiding parts of the text. Uh, if your you know, button were lifted up and then replaced down on a different window, that would really throw things off. So there's a, there's a lot of these um, gotchas and intricacies that um, you know are taken care of by the X server. And once you start using them, hopefully it feels intuitive and it feels like how it should work. But when you're designing the protocol, they, they kind of create nightmares for me in a sense.
2: We expect the mouse and keyboard to be with us for the long term. Are you really thinking of all these touches used in concert with the mouse and keyboard? Or- we might actually be evolving away from that.
0: Allison asks, do we expect the mouse and keyboard to be with us in the long term? Are you really thinking of all these touches used in concert with the keyboard and mouse, or that we may be evolving away from that?
1: Hmm, uh, that's a good question. Uh, I don't have a good answer for that. I tend to think that there's going to be the two classes of devices, the tablets and the computers. And tablets are going to rise up and probably become I think that they'll probably be more prevalent eventually than uh, traditional computers with the full array of input devices uh, keyboard and mouse. Uh, but I think that the the computer will definitely still be with us for all of your at least uh, work and productivity uh, types of use cases. So in that sense I think that our reliance on mice and keyboard will diminish especially for consumer uh, consumption oriented tasks to the point that maybe they do go away and we just are left with tablets essentially. Um, for work and productivity stuff I I can't imagine that we'll really get away from uh, keyboards and mice. Uh, one thing that I have thought about is uh, Microsoft has their Connect. For the Xbox 360, and um, everyone on this podcast probably knows what it is, but I'll just uh, uh, remind—I suppose—it's this camera that can take pictures or, or, or take video of a person standing in front of it. Who, when you wave your hands, it can detect uh, your body movements, and it can t- detect in 3D uh, in you know, which way you're moving. Um, what i envision might happen there is someone might come along and i think microsoft has just announced or rumors have swirled around that they might be going in this direction that you'll get a connect that is meant more for you to be using it as an, at your desktop scenario where you're only you know a foot to 2 feet away from your computer and you essentially gesticulate with your fingers instead of, you know, waving your arms around and having to do a whole exercise to do things. Uh, maybe just simple, uh, you know, you lift up your fingers from your keyboard and you do kind of like a uh, a spread out to a jazz hands and the camera picks that up and it spreads your windows out or something like that. Uh, I think there's utility to, um, you know, as close as they are today, trackpads and keyboards, mice and keyboards, people still... Um, sometimes are frustrated by oh, I have to lift up my my you know, hands for my keyboard to go to my mouse to you know do certain things in this GUI application, and if there was a way to easily just you know lift your fingers up one inch and do a, a little gesture, a flick or something, then maybe maybe that'll have some utility.
0: Has anybody or you guys played around with looking, uh connect up to the gesture stuff? No, we haven't.
1: Um, I think the. The biggest reason, we, we definitely have looked at it in theory. Uh, the biggest problem is, I, I guess the what we did, we, we stepped back and we said, we don't have the bandwidth right now to go full, full bore and, and, and look into, you know, hacking Kinect into our gesture framework. But why don't we watch it and see if anyone does anything interesting? Of course, lots of people did really interesting things with the Kinect. But when you step back and look at them and how some of those... Uh, and how people made them interact with user interfaces you still had people having to stand up, uh, hold their hands out for extenuated periods of time, uh, things that uh, just people would not want to do or physically be able to do for a long time uh, using that Kinect scenario. And the Kinect devices they have, uh, I I believe they have a certain focus and a certain camera, uh, uh, physical aspects to them that makes them only work if you're standing up five to ten feet away from them. So we can't easily test this theory of, you know, what if we did some small uh, gestures right above a keyboard, for example. Uh, So in that sense, we haven't really looked into it, and I'm hoping that maybe uh, we start to see uh, some of this hardware come out um, that would allow this, and maybe we'll, we'll take some good ideas from the community.
0: So if anyone listening to this wants to kind of get into uh, x-hacking and gesture stuff, they could grab a connect and see what they could do with it then,
1: Yeah, sure. Um, It it will definitely provide challenges for us because uh, what we have right now is a system that is geared towards um, 2D touch sensors. Uh, When you get touch events from the driver and the kernel, you get X and Y the connect is going to open that up to okay now we need X Y and Z or maybe we need to somehow encode shapes um, there's going to be a lot there that will have to be you know figured out in a sense. Uh, will we have to extend the kernel interface? Will they have to extend X input again for you know new types of input? Or maybe it's just all user space and you know we just assume one application will handle it all? I, I don't know yet.
0: That'd be kind of cool. Go ahead, Allison,
1: when
2: about, sorry. When you don't talk about going from 3D to 3D, it immediately makes the sense of Kronos uh, and open PL. Um, You have to wonder if there would be for standards and some type of desperate language that people agree upon uh, as there are sort of keyboard and mouse
0: default standards. Allison basically asks, is there talk about an agreed-upon gesture language?
1: So I heard some of that. I'll try and rephrase, and you can tell me if I got that right. Um, so you, uh, you're asking about if there's uh, the possibility for standardization of uh, something like a gesture language, uh, sort of how Chronos Group puts out OpenGL and OpenCL. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, so... Um, there's actually some interesting work that uh, some of the research laboratories at universities around the world are, are doing. Um, there's a there's a couple people who have attacked the idea of a gesture language. We ourselves have, have briefly looked into it uh, at Canonical. Um, the challenge for us is more that we aren't at the point yet where we have uh, a, a stack that is able to be exploited to... Uh, to provide a gesture language above and beyond that stack, Uh, but that will happen soon. And what was interesting, um, I I don't remember the name of who it was, but um, less than a year ago, they posted to our uh, multi-touch development mailing list that uh, I think it might have been their their doctoral thesis. Uh, Part of it was on gesture language uh, and how you would... You know, describe a sequence of gesture events uh, and so there's a, there's a lot of interesting things there. Um, the challenge is how do you create a user interface that uh, is complex enough to really use something like a gesture language while not requiring um, the user to have training on it. Uh even as it is right now where we have simple gestures like uh a spread motion to uh spread your windows out on your desktop in Unity, uh or a four finger tap to bring up the dash. Uh those types of gestures people have to hear about them or they have to stumble upon them somehow. Uh we're looking to to make that better by um, uh presenting you know kind of a cheat sheet inside of Unity so that people can, can start to learn this but even with those very simple things you still have to sort of be taught or become aware of them and if you get into a full gesture language that just elongates the process and and maybe makes it harder
0: hey so no one's working on a gesture ml yet then huh? markup language
1: yeah well you know that the the one person who i, who I mentioned who I, I just can't remember his name uh... he did have a full language spec'd out um, so there's definitely someone working on it.
2: What is the state of device driver support for capacitive screens that will support multi-touch in Linux?
0: Allison asks, what is the state of device driver support for capacitive screens that will support multi-touch in Linux?
1: So it's, uh, at, at this point most touchscreens are actually supported, and actually the, uh, the device manufacturers are starting to get into it themselves, which is very interesting. It's, a, it, it's, it's very nice to see that. In particular, uh, we've seen uh, ElonTech is a, is a touchpad company. Uh, they have contributed uh, upstream in the Linux kernel to bring multi-touch to their trackpads. Um, who else have we seen? Uh, Cypress. Cypress makes touchscreens. I believe that you can find them in the HP touchpad and they're contributing drivers upstream. Um, One thing that's cool about them is uh, some of their devices support the ability to uh, detect hovering. So if your finger gets within an inch of the surface of the screen, it'll start to tell you that, oh, a finger is coming into contact and here it is and and things like that. It's it's really cool stuff. Uh, So we're seeing not only that the the hardware uh, support is being expanded by uh, people who just have the hardware and hacked it together like uh, Rafi Rubin did for the entry touchscreens and I did for the Magic Trackpad, uh, Michael uh, Poole did for the Magic Mouse, uh, but we we're also seeing companies get into the game. Uh, one interesting uh, company is uh, Next Window. Uh, they've provided a binary driver. Uh, it'd, it'd be nice if it was open source, but at least they recognize the importance of Linux, and they've actually created a binary driver uh, that they host on Launchpad uh, for people to use on Ubuntu, Debian, Red Hat. Um, I haven't tried it myself, but it's you know another one of these areas where uh, it's, it's just exciting to see uh, companies uh, get it and understand that um, you know, if you just give us the drivers, um, which, you know, is, is a somewhat simple task to do, uh, we will enable your product. We will make sure that it works well.
0: Hey, Chiefs, So with things like hovering and the gestures and stuff, then where, is, where does the, the breakdown, where does that become between what the hardware is able to do and the drivers do and what's done in user space? I mean, if there's so many differing capabilities between different hardware. How does that break down?
1: So it's all pretty much based on the hardware and or the firmware. Um, To a certain extent, we don't know what the difference is as users of the devices. Um, It could be that with a firmware update, uh, certain devices could provide even more data. Uh, We don't really know, but there is that sort of dividing line between the interface to the hardware and the Linux kernel where the drivers are. And that's basically where everything ends up being defined. Uh, there's, uh, there's, there's, essentially only one area where we sort of um, add some functionality to some um, less intelligent drivers. Um, there's a there's a library called MTDev that Henrik Rydberg wrote, and that takes some devices, some older devices. They provide you with the locations of each touch uh, at a given point in time. But what we really need is to be sure of where touches are moving. So each touch really needs to have a tracking ID associated with it so that when you start to move your fingers we know that, okay, that touch moved from this location to that location because it still has the same ID as opposed to, you know, you've flipped your fingers and you don't know anymore which finger is which. Uh, I mean, in practice, physically that's not really easy to do, but in theory is possible. So, um, Henrik wrote this library called MTDev that takes uh, untracked touches and uh, follows them, does heuristics based on, you know, how close... Is, are these new touches to these old touches and assigns tracking IDs. Uh, but outside of that, that's pretty much the only thing that we do to massage the data that comes out of the
0: device itself. So it's very much done at the kernel driver level or is it pretty much just passed straight through from the hardware to X? It's just
1: passed straight through from the hardware. Um, you know, very occasionally we'll find that a hardware supports something that Uh, the kernel doesn't support yet through its interfaces. So we have to extend the kernel, but uh, in that sense, we're still not providing that data inside of Linux. We're just extending it so that we can pass even more data from the the device.
0: So it sounds like you're not tied to Linux, and this stuff could work on the BSDs uh, if someone was interested.
1: Yeah, well, what it would take is uh, a BSD multi-touch input interface. Uh, I'm not sure if they have one yet or not. And a, and drivers um, to to you know get the data from the devices and send them to user space. Speaking of software coupling,
2: are you looking at Wayland already, or is that still over the horizon?
0: Allison asks. Speaking of software coupling, are you looking at Wayland already, or is that still over the horizon?
1: It's still a bit over the horizon for our touch team. Um, in a sense, we are still working on getting multi-touch through X. Uh, it's been a big task, and we're nearing the end of that, uh, but it's been taking up all of our resources, in a sense. Um, however, we have been watching Wayland, and uh, we have some thoughts on uh, how multi-touch could work in Wayland. Uh, X and Wayland are very different when it comes to how Windows are managed and that affects how events are propagated and as such there's some complexities that we have to throw in uh, into X uh, because of that but also because of a bunch of legacy requirements and protocols that we don't we won't have to deal with when we move to Wayland we can start afresh and we can do it better a second time around Um, so there are I'm hoping that it for one is much easier and much simpler but on top of that that we can re-architect a gesture framework in particular to be considered a essentially like a first class event of the Wayland uh, input system whereas right now with the uTouch stack it's uh, it's a second class citizen it's provided as a layer on top of the x input system Um, So there's a lot of there's a lot of ideas we have there, Um, and uh, you know I've spoken with a few people about those ideas. Um, Tiago uh, Vignati at uh, Intel, but of uh, cute and troll tech uh, fame, he has been looking into this a a bit um, for Wayland, and um, and yeah, I I think stuff will happen uh, pretty shortly. Uh, but we haven't been focusing on it ourselves at Canonical for multi-touch yet.
2: The automotive case seems like a fascinating one as far as touch and gesture go. I know that Ubuntu has an IVI remix, and recently Cadillac has come out with a multi-touch screen that has haptic feedback and has some gesture support. looks like a very exciting area for development, uh, actual shipping products in 2012. I don't know if you're familiar with
0: that at all. Allison says, The automotive case seems like a fascinating one as far as touch and gesture goes, and Ubuntu has an IDI something or other, and recently Cadillac has a multi touch screen that has haptic feedback and some gesture support. This looks like a very exciting area for development, actually shipping products in 2012. I don't know if you're familiar with that at all.
1: Yeah, that's a little bit beyond the range of what I um, can keep track of in a sense. Uh, but yeah, I agree. It is a very interesting um, range of, of products there, especially because in the automotive world, it's all about uh, quickly interacting with the user interface without having to move your eyes from the road uh, and you know, being sure that you get, that the interface does the correct thing. I think there's a lot that we can uh, help uh, in in doing that through uh, multi-touch and gestures, uh, but we haven't uh, looked at those use cases. At least our our team hasn't looked at those use cases yet.
0: I think I've exhausted my list of questions. What's uh, what's your favorite part that you're working on? That you find like the most challenging or uh, the most interesting uh, thing? Really interesting things that you've learned that you really. Most people may not know things like that. Anything?
1: There's uh, there's two things that that give me a lot of enjoyment. Um, the first, on a technical level, is anytime I pick up a new technology and it's and it's obvious that the technology was well thought out and, and I'm integrating with it, uh, it. It's a pleasure to do so. So um, when I when I created a UTouch QML plugin, uh, it was very interesting to. Uh, Integrate with that, Um, and the the thing that I've been doing recently is integrating uh, Google Test as a test framework for our products, and that also uh, to me is very well written, and it's just a joy to to work on things like that. Uh, You just kind of feel like I'm doing things the right way, and it's look it's it's awesome. Um, The the other side, uh, the other thing that really uh, I enjoy personally is interacting with uh, people, um, especially the the community outside of Canonical. Uh, so dealing, you know, going to the Qt developer conference last year, uh, where I learned about you know, QML and and uh, got some pointers for integrating things there. Uh, when I go to the X developers summits uh, and conferences. Uh, and, and just the interaction on the, the mailing lists um, it's it, it takes it away from just being a job in a sense to being a you know I'm I'm helping the community at large the you know there are random people who um, you know who aren't even in the, those developer communities who I know are benefiting from this work and um, you know it's it's that type of uh uh, that that aspect of the work uh, brings me a lot of joy.
2: Do you anticipate contributing the multi-touch work to GNOME and Debian as well?
0: Allison asks, do you t- participate contributing the multi-touch work to GNOME and De- Debian as well?
1: Yeah, so uh, one of the biggest blockers for us has been that our stack required deep patches to the X server. Um, literally thousands of lines of code are stuffed into the Maverick, Natty, and Oniric X servers. Uh, Our goal is that for this next cycle when we release in April that we will be using the upstream implementation of X uh, input multi-touch and that we will have pushed all of our uh, U-touch gesture stack to the client side of X built on top of the multi-touch protocol. And so we won't have these hairy, nasty patches in our X server. Uh, once that's the case, it becomes much more reasonable to go to other distributions, Debian, Red Hat, Fedora, whoever, and say, look, you've got your X bits. Your X bits are upstream, they provide you multi-touch. You can just package up our user space you uh, touch framework on top of that then we can go to the toolkits and say look everyone's using you know you touch and uh, we think it's a great framework for gestures um, you know, we, we think we should collaborate and and create some um, you know frameworks uh, much like we do with uh, QML uh, and so in a sense it's sort of it's all being built up slowly, and the big stumbling block so far has been our huge patches in the X server, which hopefully will be alleviated shortly.
0: So this is an area where Conical is really, really good about working with Upstream, then.
1: I like to think so. Um, now, I I certainly have a, a, a view that is biased by the people that I work with. Um, I like to think that a lot of upstream issues are due to misunderstandings, miscommunications, and all that, um, I think that uh, everyone is is trying to get a little bit better in this regard. Um, so in a sense, uh, I don't want to say that uh, it's that, you know, Canonical is specifically working better with you know, Upstream for UTouch or whatnot. Uh, it's all of Canonical working with all of Upstream. It I think it's more that everyone is sort of learning how to how to work with everyone else, and um, it just kind of came across uh, a little bit better uh, this time uh, with uh, UTouch and some of the X work. What new features can
2: we anticipate? that will be user visible for precise tangle in the area
0: of and Allison asked, what new features can we anticipate that will be user visible for precision in the area of multi-touch and gestures?
1: So, what we have right now is a framework that is built for performing um, gestures that are, I like to think of them as intentional gestures. So that means that they have a threshold that you have to cross. Um, For example, if uh, you've got your touch screen or your trackpad and you do uh, a three finger uh, spread, it should maximize your window uh, in in Unity. And so you have to cross a threshold of how far apart your fingers have moved before it triggers this uh, atomic action. Uh, That's great for things like window manager uh, interactions. Uh, What it falls down for is like smooth scrolling, kinetic scrolling, because in that instance, you want to immediately touch down with two fingers on a trackpad and start moving uh, the page when when your fingers start moving. You don't want to wait for a threshold to be crossed. So one of the things that we've added into our stack that will be coming out this next cycle is the ability to specify thresholds. Uh, So that you can, you know, for scrolling you would essentially have a zero uh, threshold. As soon as you start moving, the the page would start moving. Uh, So that's one area that we have some some good features. Uh, The other area is right now you can only perform one gesture at a time uh, per device. Uh, In fact, I don't really recommend someone go out and try and perform two gestures using two different devices. I have no clue what you'd do there anyways. (laughs) You might expose race bugs. Um, But what we are expanding to is the ability to have multiple simultaneous gestures at the same time on the screen, even within the same application, the same window and everything. Uh, To do that, it actually requires uh, a combinatorial analysis of gestures. So, for example, let's say that you have a, uh, a a standard, like, diff viewer tool. It's got two panes. On the right side is the new version of a file. On the left side is the old version of the file. And so you want to be able to scroll on both panes independently, using two different fingers on a touch screen, for example. So what our stack does, if you start, let's say you put two fingers down, on one on each pane and you start scrolling downwards in each pane at the same time. So our stack only works at the window level and so these are all, all, both of these touches are occurring in the same top level window. So our stack sees these two touches going downwards. It interprets it as three potential gestures. The first is uh, one of the gestures or one of the touches being dragged downwards the second is the other touch being dragged downwards. And the third is a two-finger touch being dragged downwards. So it recognizes all three of those combinations. It sends those uh, all of those combinations to the toolkit, uh, let's say it's GTK, and GTK will look at its hierarchy of widgets, and it'll see, okay, that one touch over in this pane, that matches what I want, okay, that, that looks right. One touch over in the other pane, that looks right too. The two-touch drag, oh, that's spanning these two different widgets. It probably, that, that doesn't make any sense to me. So I'm going to reject that. And so it allows for the toolkit and the application to receive any combination of gestures and then process them uh, however is most appropriate. So it, it, that's a, a, a big architectural change uh, and a big feature that we're going to be adding this cycle.
0: Chase, do the toolkits do all that internally, or are the Qt, the Qt guys, and the GTK guys trying to work together to come up with some underlying common stuff?
1: So it, it in a sense, needs to be done individually because the widget layers are different between the tool toolkits. Um, Qt uses Qwidget, and GTK uses Qwidget. Um, G-Objects or, or G-Widgets, I'm not sure. I'm not as familiar with GTK myself. Um, so, in a sense, it's it's a completely different setup that they have, uh, and so there's, there's no possible way that they can really collaborate here. Uh, but the good news is, is that essentially, uh, you just need to implement it once uh, per toolkit. And, you know, obviously the big ones are Qt and GTK, once we have those implemented for, for those toolkits, we'll have a, a reference platform, if you will, for other toolkits like Enlightenment. If they want to, uh, you know, if, if we're going to create uh, frameworks for that, uh, that we, you know, there's only a, a handful of places where we need to do this. So, in theory, and, and hopefully, it's not that big of a burden, even though
0: it will still have to be done per toolkit. Sounds good. And you answered my follow up question, uh, Enlightenment. So I think I'm about out of things to pass to you with. Uh, anything to draw in people who are curious about helping, you know, either X specifically or open source projects or you know, anything like that? Anything you want to tell people?
1: Well, we do have a, uh, a project page on Launchpad, launchpad.net slash UTouch. Uh, and then you can find all of our projects there. Uh, we have a mailing list, um, multi-touch-dev at lists.launchpad.net, uh, and, uh, we have an IRC channel, uh, pound ubuntu-touch on IRC. Any of those forums, you can contact us, and, uh, we're happy to, to, uh, you know, help you out, provide answers, um, you know, take contributions, um, uh, it, it's, uh, that's specifically for you, Touch. Um, for X, obviously, um, the the X upstream development community is great. Uh, I mostly hang out on the, the xorg-devel uh, at lists.x.org mailing list and on the pound xorg-devel IRC channel. And uh, yeah, it's I, I think you know I've worked in the kernel, uh, in X, in uTouch. Uh, certainly uh, at uTouch, we try to be very welcoming um, and we try uh, not to uh, uh, flame or put people down. Uh, that doesn't seem to happen on X either, which I really like. Uh, it can happen on the kernel. Uh, but I'm mostly just throwing it out there to say we're, we try to be gentle, nice people. So feel free to, to, to come and pester us. We'll, we're happy to, to chat.
0: Well, very cool. Well, thank you for taking time to uh, talk with Allison and I, Chase. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Allison, like to say anything?
2: I think I'm happy, although I must mention that I was pained to hear 24 years ago described the infant, fence since I was at MIT when they started the X project. <laughs> you young whippersnappers. Sorry. That was very, uh, very fascinating. I had no idea there was so much activity going on. I'm really excited to see what new features are coming out and what new capabilities are
1: are added. Well, thanks.
0: Well, all right. Uh, I guess this wraps up our awesome interview. Uh, And uh, yeah, again, this is Hacker Public Radio. Uh, Thanks for listening.